Okay, everyone. Welcome to another exhilarating episode of Not So Common Sense. Today's episode is going to be a PragerU debunk episode. And the video of PragerU I'm going to be debunking is called The Plantation Then and Now. Of course, by the sound of it, you already know it's talking about race, especially slavery. And of course, if it's talking about race and slavery, you know it's going to be dealing with, you guessed it, Candace Owens. Yes, the individual who hates identity politics that happen to always be used for identity politics, especially for the fact that she's black, is going to talk to us about a little bit, I think, of two things, of trying to convince black people to vote for Republicans, while also trying to shame Democrats and try to let people know that the Democrats started the whole thing with slavery or some something like that. Don't worry, I won't let you guys listen to the video. And of course, at some points I'll just break in and explain some things and tear apart her argument. You know, then at the end, I'll finish up and tear apart the whole thing. You know, just gonna be intimating my point of view. So without further ado, let's get into it. Go ahead, Candace. In the first half of the 19th century, four million blacks worked as slaves in prison on plantations in the American South. They were prevented from learning how to read, their families were forcibly broken up, and if they tried to escape, they were severely and brutally punished. The owners of these plantations were almost without exception, Democrats. Before the Civil War, slave-owning Democrats used black bodies to massively increase the number of votes they got in Congress and the Electoral College. Because of the three-fifths compromise, a single Democrat in Georgia who owned five slaves got four times the representation as a single white abolitionist in Pennsylvania who didn't own any. So for Democrats, it has always been about using black bodies for political power. Okay, now I'll let her go for almost a minute and let's first destroy this whole argument. First and foremost, you do know that the great switch happened during this time period. This Democrats that she's talking about are not the same Democrats that are today. The Democrats back then are today's Republicans. How do you say, Trey? How can you say that? It's not like they just said, you know, it was a, you know, a congressional meeting and everyone switched parties and everything like that. No, it did happen over time, of course. Individuals who were, you know, Democrats and and whatnot during that time period switched over and started to become Republican and Republicans started to become more Democrats and yada, 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 slowly over time. That's when it happened. You don't have to believe. Hell, you don't. You don't have to think about it and say, Dre, you're just a complete liar. Only thing you had to do is ask any white supremacist, KKK member, any one of those individuals, when was the last time you voted Democrat? 
did you vote for the Democratic Party last election or did you vote for the Republican Party? Did you vote for Barack Obama or did you vote for Senator John McCain? Just ask. How far do you have to go back to when you voted for a Democrat? And I guarantee you, every single last one of them will say they never voted for a Democrat. The oldest of the old among them will say they never voted for a Democrat. Why is that? Because the party that is trying to bring back slavery and trying to erase the achievements of African Americans are exclusively 100% Republican. So to try to say that they, they build their they build upon black bodies. So you're saying the Republicans, right? Because they're the ones who benefit heavily from bringing back slavery, right? Even though, again, like I keep saying, slavery never ended. The United States never officially ended slavery until you start to release these individuals who are in jail for something as simple as possession of marijuana and things like that. Small crazy ass petty crimes that they didn't do because some of the things are now like having possession of marijuana is legal until they start to get rid of things like that then we can still say that slavery isn't you know hadn't been you know ended in America so anyway let's continue how they are used may vary but the plantation model remains a constant even today. Despite the fact that blacks are no longer enslaved, many black children barely learn to read in poorly performing schools. Okay, I'll let her go for a little bit longer and I've got to stop her again. So, she likes to talk about schools. I'm just going to let you know. Let's see how far she goes with this whole idea of schools. Are you going to talk about ways to benefit and fix these schools? Or are you just going to bypass it because obviously you don't want to fix these schools because they're for a certain type. Those private schools and charter schools. And the reason why she's for that is because private and charter schools can teach their students whatever the hell they want. There's no difference between education in a charter school. In a private school. They can teach whatever the hell they want. So if a charter school wants to teach their students that Dr. Martin Luther King and the rest of those civil rights leaders never existed, guess what? They can teach that they never existed. If they can teach that slavery was a good and positive thing and that we should have more of it, guess what? You guessed it. They can teach it. There's nothing stopping them from teaching it. Because again, it's their school, their rules. Right? Just like with evangelical Christian schools. They can teach you that Jesus was a 
white, blonde hair, blue eyed white man, and he defeated the black evil devil. Right? They can teach that. Matter of fact, they do in the South. Right? They can do that. And there's a reason why Candace Owens wants that. Because her grift can keep going. And she can make more money. Being a conservative stooge. Selling out black people. She want to talk about schools? Oh, we can easily fix public schools. By the way, public schools are easily fixable. I can do it today in one damn hour. Every single last public school in the United States of America will have funding. One hour. One hour. One hour. Now say it. One hour. One hour. Hell, actually less than that 30 minutes. But I don't take a 30 minute break during that one hour. It's quite easy. What you do is you take all the funding you get from that state. Period. It doesn't matter if it's an uppity white school or a poor broke ghetto school. You take all the funding and you start to distribute it between these schools that are un- they're underfunded. So the underfunded inner city schools will benefit heavily from those upper crust white schools. That their tax and income tax and, and their you know their land tax and things like that, however you call it, their tax will go to these inner city schools instead of going to those ones that benefit those upperly white people, right? Their property tax will be used not just for the school that's surrounding them, but the schools in inner city as well. We just gather up all the funds and start distributing it to the different schools. Be it a public, be it a public city school or a public county school. It doesn't matter. We just distribute the money to the schools as we need. So the inner city schools will start to get funding and things like that. Right? They get to have new books that doesn't stop at George Washington as their most current president. It actually includes Barack Obama and Joe Biden. They won't have Windows 95 computers. They will start to have Apple-related products. Interesting schools will actually start to have things like start to have things like devices and shit like that, which allows them to be able to do things just as much as the county schools. Easy fix. Like I said, this will take about an hour. For the whole country, by the way, I'm saying. That's how easy it is. It's not hard. You just gather up the funds that you would need for those schools and call it a day. 
and start distributing the funds to the different schools that need the funding. That way you can better fix the problem of, you know, students not being able to benefit and have a higher education. And also, the next thing we do is, you know, stop testing them on things that they will never learn. We will fix the test so that the inner city schools, the things that they're teaching, they will get taught, right? So if inner city schools are being taught certain things, they will be tested on those things that they are taught. Instead of teaching something different in inner city schools, and then they get tested on things that they never even heard about. That's help with the low grades and education and things like that. So it's way to fix the schools. Nothing public schools. It's easy. But let's see. Is Candace the one's going to talk about that? Let's just see. Are you going to talk about ways you can fix it? Our families are often shattered by misguided welfare policies. And if we try to escape, we still face punishment. Nope, she didn't. She went to how families are broken up. I'm going to admit, yes. Some of these welfare states, these welfare problems, the things that help us, those social welfare things that both help us, does not, you know, foster, you know, parenting. Because the amount of money that two individuals would make would sometimes kick them off of welfare, even though the amount really isn't that much. It's like they have a strict number. If you over buy a penny, you're not getting the money. But if one individual goes and applies for it, then they're going to they'll be able to benefit from it. Literally, the both of the individuals can apply for the, the welfare and get it both separately, but not together, which is kind of crazy. But that's not the thing that's breaking up families, by the way. That's not the thing that's breaking up families. If you want to talk about breaking up families, because again, I had to stop right here, because... This is the thing I wanted to talk about, definitely. Well, how about we stop, you know, throwing black fathers in prison for things like um, smoking marijuana, which is done by white people more, if not equal, but they get to go to, they go to jail less than black people. How about stop harassing and arresting black people? You know, a black man walked down the street, a police officer would harass them, mess with them over the white person who's more likely committing the crime. Things like that. How about we increase the pay, you know, for people? You want to talk about you know, wanting to foster families and things like that. You want families, you want families, you want families. But the problem being is, you're not doing a thing to help produce said families. You know, like increasing the minimum wage. Do you know that the whole, if we try to give the the conservatives, the whole ideology, the perfect ideology they, they say they want for people and not trying to be racist with it, it won't work for African Americans. Just think about it. 
if you're an African-American, and let's say you want to do the whole conservative thing of have your wife stay home, take care of the house. She is the one that cooks, cleans, and take care of the children, right? 100% she's there doing that. You come home, kick your feet off, and smack the woman in the back of the head. Give me, some, give me a sandwich, woman. You know, the whole 50s type of thing. And she goes and begs, you know, cooks up you a nice sandwich and comes with you on bended knee. Here you are, darling. Here's a sandwich. You know, type of thing. Okay. Let's try to do that. And have that be the only the uh, sole breadwinner. Okay, now try to do that with $7.25 an hour. You're not even going to have a crust of bread to eat off of. So the reason why black parents and families are being split up is because dad is out there selling drugs because his job that he has, this legal money he has, ain't making him shit compared to that drug seller. He can put, he can keep the lights on we're selling drugs, but be out in the street while doing it the legal way. Now, how the fuck that sad? If I wanted to be a legal, upstanding individual, and, and I'm not even talking about buying fancy cars, fancy clothes, playstations, and shit like that. I'm just saying the bare minimum. Staying alive. Simple as that. Staying alive. They can't even do that without selling drugs. Because the jobs is out there, and the jobs is hiring black people because of systemic racism, of course, right? The jobs is hiring them aren't paying them enough money. And conservatives like her are standing in the way for individuals like me, who are minimum wage individuals, making more money so we can survive. Right? Even if you say, give us a dollar every 40 years, they're against that. They will have us make $7.25 an hour for the rest of our eternal lives. On its perpetuity. Even if cost of living goes up in a goddamn gallon of milk called $500. You be struggling trying to put pennies together with a goddamn job that ain't paying you shit. Can we just get get, get your dad? Because you want to talk about keeping families together. You want to talk about making making families, right? That will help out. Increasing the minimum wage help out. But you're not going to do that. You're against that. Helping public schools. Taking funding from these uppity white schools in places in inner city schools would actually help black families stay together. But you don't want that. You're against that. Right? But anyway, let's have a continue. Of course, the plantations of the 21st century are not physical, they are virtual. The owners of these plantations are once again, almost without exception, Democrats. Okay, so what the fuck does that mean? Because if you, if you 
watched, if you could watch it, you would have noticed that the whole thing she said was virtual. The individual took off like some virtual reality goggles. So I can clock in the clock out of slavery whenever the hell I want it. But putting glasses on? Um, that's not slavery. Number one. Number two, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg is a Democrat. No, saying. Just saying. But anyway, let it continue. Think about it. What today are certain areas of Chicago, Baltimore, Detroit, St. Louis, Atlanta, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia all run for decades by Democrats? But okay, do you not know that every single last solitary place has their own ghettos, right? Florida, I went there for vacation, has ghettos. There's homeless people on the streets of Florida. There are people leaning in Florida. I've seen people lay on the streets in Florida. <laughs> They're there in Florida. Have you seen any of these rural white areas where you don't even have a damn grocery store in there? I'm thinking that's kind of worse than the worst ghettos here in Maryland. You have to drive five miles in order to get food. Literal food deserts. Yeah, I don't think so. So, yeah, there's ghettos all, all around the place. But, virtual plantations. Many who live in these areas are largely, if not totally, dependent on their masters, the politicians, for their food, housing, and health care. You do know that Kentucky and West Virginia, owned by two Republicans, yes, Joe Manchin is a Republican, are the ones that deal with heavily depends on things like social programs and social security, right? Just saying. Those are the areas that live off of social programs. People in Baltimore may use food stamps and maybe Obamacare, but then that's a lot of Republicans too in those rural areas that need that as well. So a lot of these programs are not just used by Democrats, they're also used by Republicans. It's hardly a fair exchange. The politicians become wealthy. The residents become vote slaves. Oh, oh, can we talk about it then? You want to talk about getting rid of money in politics? Because you want to talk about the, the politicians getting wealthy and, and they just buying off the you know, individuals votes, right? Oh, we, I'm willing to get rid of money in politics. I'm right there with you if you want to get rid of money in politics, but you don't want to now, do you? Because that's the way you make your money, right, Candace? That's the way you make your money. Because that conservative dark money has come from these politicians who get to hide their money into these different businesses and, you know, money launder their money through these businesses and give it to you so you can hide it. Yeah. Okay. Sustained just barely by government transfer payments. And just like the plantations of yesteryear, which demanded a consistent breakdown of the black family to reinforce its system of buying and selling slaves, Democrats today incentivize similar family corrosion through their policies, fostering dependence not on mom and dad, but on the government. 
To give just one example, virtually every inner city school provides free breakfast and lunch. Sounds generous, but what it really does is remove the traditional responsibility from parents by handing it over to the state. Geotech free breakfast and lunch. First of all, hope you, hope you guys know, if you don't know, there was actually free breakfast and free lunch was started by the Black Panthers. Just gonna say that, it was started by a street gang. But anyway, you want to get rid of free breakfast and free lunch? And tell these hardly paid, overworked black families who don't have enough money to just say suck it up and make little Jimmy breakfast and lunch, by the way. I don't know how he's going to get lunch unless you're going to take it and make it and give it to him as well. You know, you don't have enough money because conservatives like Candace Owens don't want you to have any money. Mac Fetch wants you to have less money than your parents had and, their grand and your grandparents had before you. He wants you to have less money and then somehow still want to get rid of free breakfast and free lunch? I wonder why is that? You know, it seems kind of cruel to me. I don't know. It just seems kind of cruel and inhumane. But hey, continue. Yet many do break free from this oppressive system. Like the fugitive slave Frederick Douglass once did, they run toward a better life. But leaving the plantation still entails great risk. Of course, today it's not the whip or the lash, it's libel and slander. The purpose is to bring black conservative. She's comparing being whipped and lynched to name calling for black conservatives like herself. Oh, your fears get hurt. You know, not your body, not your heart and mind and soul. But your little feelings get hurt. Let her continue. As within an inch of their professional and sometimes personal lives, a warning that rebellion will not be tolerated. Don't believe it? Just ask Dr. Ben Carson, Hoover Institution economist Thomas Sowell, or Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas to cite three prominent examples. Now, if you remember these individuals, these are, yes, three black individuals. But I'm sorry to say this. Ben Carson was a stooge for Donald Trump, like conservatives already are. His beliefs and ideals have nothing to help black people. Thomas Sowell is the same thing. Thomas Sowell is one of those type of hustle people. Oh, I made it out because I had Benefits and things like that that you're never going to get. You should be able to make it out as well in your own way, which means that you yourself will make it, but your family can't. You yourself can make it, but your mom and dad can't. You yourself can make it, but your brother and sister can't. You yourself can make it, but your siblings and your family can't. Others won't be able to follow behind your exact same footsteps because they won't be able to get the same benefit that you got. But let's see what she's talking about. Carson, one of the most celebrated brain surgeons of the modern era, has been called stupid by the legacy media because he has conservative political views. I like how she 
cutely covered up those conservative political views. Do those political views actually somehow help out African Americans? Or do those views actually sound stupid? You can have a Ivy League, you know, extra intelligent type of individual, but be stupid. You do know that, right? I don't think she understands that. Neil deGrasse Tyson is one of the foremost intellectual individuals out there. But if you ask him his, his take on things like maybe basketball, football, or things like video games and anime, he comes and becomes a complete and total idiot. Because your views and your ideas and you're not connected to those type of fields. You may be a neurosurgeon, but your political views are stupid. And you can be called stupid for those views because those views are stupid. Thomas Sowell, who went to Harvard and taught at Cornell, Amherst, and UCLA, and may be the nation's most brilliant economist. First and foremost, I'm glad she went to Thomas Sowell. I'm a regular dumbass dude on the face of this planet. And I saw some of his videos on YouTube. And I can pull extreme holes in his viewpoints. A lot of his viewpoints he used himself. Himself. As evidence. And proof for his statements. You can't do that. That's anecdotal. He used a lot of anecdotal evidence. You yourself may have benefited. You yourself may think that you're not qualified for a type of job and the type of money. But there's a lot of individuals out there that are. You yourself may believe that businesses aren't supposed to hire individuals because of their age and whatnot. But some of them do and pay them that small wages. And sometimes that's the only wages that they have. He doesn't get that concept because he is actually stupid. You understand that? You can have all this intelligence behind you, but if you don't properly use it, you are an idiot. And Thomas Sowell definitely is an idiot has largely been ignored, while many lesser lights have been celebrated. Clarence Thomas, one of the luminous legal minds of our time, was the victim of a massive smear campaign during his nomination to the Supreme Court. Because of his conservative views, his reputation was... And again, she doesn't specify the actual views that he, that he claims, by the way. Do your research, you'll find it. He justified... He's justified in game called stupid. He's justified in these claims. Because again, when you state certain things, and since you made it, and you're not willing to help everyone else out, yeah. Bragged through the media mud. This is how he described the experience. It is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves, to do for themselves, to have different ideas, 
And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, this is what will happen to you. You will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured, rather than hung from a tree. Today <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to laugh. You are a goddamn judge. Supreme Court judge. I don't give a fuck what people say about you online. I'm sorry to say it. If I was a Supreme Court judge, if I was a politician, unless somebody was coming out there and doing exactly what they did to Mike Pence, or coming to your building trying to destroy your property, and actually come after you directly, I don't care about how they say and talk about you on online in these, you know, forums and shit. You're a Supreme Court judge. You're you're miles and miles away from being anywhere near hurt and your property's miles away from him being anywhere near destroyed. It doesn't even matter. This is ridiculous. Trying to compare conservatives' small-minded problems to actual slavery is ridiculous. This is worse than their pro-lynching, pro-slavery, pro-lynching video with Robert E. Lee. Just put that in shame. They're actually trying to say that conservative black people who make significantly more money than your average liberal black person because they got a lot of conservative dark money. All of these people that she mentioned are super rich. They don't even know the type of life you live. They can't fathom the type of life an average person lives. Not knowing if your goddamn gas electricity comes on. Having people come in, come foot, turn your shit off. And having to stay off for another day or so, even though you paid it. Oh, because it happened to be after 3 o'clock. Really? And then you still had to call in. No matter if it's snowing outside, BGE comes foot, kick your shit in and cut and turn off your shit. Right snow on the fucking ground. You're freezing to death. They don't understand that. Because they need you. They can easily go into Mexico, Bahamas, and all the rest of that stuff. And wait out the cold. Thomas Soul. This, this old fool is fabulously and lavishly wealthy. He doesn't know anything about your struggle. He doesn't know it because his life back then, first and foremost, his life back then was definitely financially more easier than it is right now with Yeoman, number one. Number two, he doesn't even know, doesn't even know how to fathom it now because he's Fabulously, fabulously wealthy. So he can talk about things about black people and not understand how they actually feel. Not understand why a black person will go and sell drugs instead of working at a CVS when they're making ten dollars an hour and only working for twenty hours. He don't understand that. You understand that an organization can say they're paying you $15 an hour, but have you only worked 15 hours? 
He doesn't understand the fact that you can go and work at a Amazon and be making $15, $16 an hour, but be burned out because they run you like a goddamn, like a goddamn robot. You can't take a piss or shit. He doesn't understand that. He doesn't understand working for the government and every time rich ass white people can't, rich ass old white people can't get their act together, you lose your job while they don't. He doesn't understand that because he can't fathom that because he's so disconnected from that. But let me continue. These plantation owners will do anything to hold on to what they see as their property. Little wonder. In 2012, Barack Obama received 93% of the black vote. In 2016, Hillary Clinton received 88%. That dip was a critical factor in Clinton's loss. The Democrats know that they can't lose the black vote and win a national election. Here's the thing. First and foremost, you're comparing apples to the apple crate. First and foremost, Barack Obama was going to win that regardless, unless divine intervention was going to happen. It was going to be our first black president. He was a very likable human being. He didn't have much of any flaws. Donald Trump and a bunch of Republicans, by the way, he's the reason why black people don't vote for him, were tarnishing his name and legacy and idea in, the, in his idea by saying that he wasn't born in America. You know, he was literally born in Hawaii, a actual motherfucking state. Right? <laughs> but yeah, he was doing all that and he's going to win. Hillary Clinton was unanimously disliked by people. Even though the that he still got 88%, that's still a large amount of black people voting for. And the only reason why they did that is because black people know about Donald Trump at that point. A lot of black people just didn't vote at that time because they seen that was a lose-lose situation. They had to vote between the person they hate and Hillary Clinton and their white supremacists and Donald Trump. They felt that, well, I'm not gonna vote. Which is worse than actually voting. So that was a complete different ideology. Well, I don't know what you're finish. So they make up lies. They say America was founded for the purpose of perpetuating slavery. First and foremost, they don't say that directly themselves. No one actually says that. They said that slavery was built, that America was built on the foundation of slavery. Yes, it was. You know, it was. If you don't believe me, can you please tell me how many white people built the White House the first two times? The first time it was built and the second time after it was destroyed in the war 1812. How many white people built? None? It was all slavery? Oh, okay. They say white people hate us. They... No one says that general white people hate you. That's Again, it's a guest gallop, which is nothing but pure, unadulterated lies. We say that racist, conservative white people hate us. And I think that's kind of true if you have white supremacy 
in the Ku Klux Klan. I don't think the Ku Klux Klan like black people. I don't think the Proud Boys like black people. Matter of fact, they had a little had a Latino dude in control of it for a bit, and they just said we got tired of lying to ourselves. Kick that, kick his ass right on out. Literally, kick his ass right on out. Overthrew him because they couldn't handle somebody of, of brown skin being in charge. They couldn't handle lying, so they went back to their their conservative, ultra white ways. Say the entire system is racist and that our only hope is them. Is it not such thing as systemic racism? If you don't believe me, um, I keep saying it and bringing it up. Only thing you gotta do is turn on, you know, if you guys are out there, you're old enough to know about it, turn on Robocop. And what you're gonna see? He's going after a lot of street gangs. Individuals who are doing small things like drugs. Judge Dredd, same thing. He's a judge, jury, and executioner. They promote extrajudicial killings. He's a judge, jury, and executioner. So when he says you're guilty, you're guilty. Even if you don't have any evidence at all, but he just feel like it. So you just feel like killing me because you saw me walk down the street and I got hair, better flowing hair than you do. You're guilty, Dredd. Die! What crime of having flowing hair? I'm bald. That's not a crime. But those movies portrayed that. And this was okay during the 90s and early 2000s. This was okay. Um, what about it is okay? Again, systemic racism, a system of racism being portrayed even in our movies and TV shows. Because when is that going on? A lot of times during the 90s and whatnot, a lot of things like drugs, if you're a drug dealer, you're a criminal and deserve to be killed, was things that being perpetuated during the time period. Look about the wage gap. Look about the wealth gap. Black people have zero wealth while white people have tremendous amounts. How many uh, black people are going to be able to will over anything of value, any type of finances to their children? But it happens all the time up across conservative white people. And we're going to do what? Nothing. And can you please explain to me what was the thing that, you know, can you please explain to me what was done to fix racism? Because don't forget, black people were instantaneously made free. The Emancipation Proclamation happened. You was made free. So did they give us anything to help set us up so we can have something? No. They started creating black codes, making it illegal to be black. And doing it and putting us in jail. Because again, the um, 13th Amendment doesn't get rid of slavery. It doesn't. Because you can have it as a punishment for breaking the law. And so what happened was a bunch of white people 
racist ass white people started creating things called black codes. So if you did anything while being black, they can go and grab you and push you back into slavery. By the way, that still doesn't, that's, again, this is the reason why I keep saying slavery isn't over, because it's not. Because they're still doing that with the judicial system today. Where a white person who commits murder can get off because he caught white tears. Why you think is always, you see, all these, you know, high-profile court cases keep having a majority white jury. Kyle Rittenhouse, majority white jury. And what happened? He got all scot free. Derek Chauvin, all white jury. The McMichaels, all white jury. Katie Porter, the, the police officer who killed Dante Wright, all white jury. Why is it that these lawyers fight so fucking hard to have an all-white jury? They stop at nothing, literally bribe the goddamn judge if they need to to have an all-white jury. If you want to say that systemic racism doesn't exist, you never hear about an all-black jury, have you? How many times have you heard about an all-black jury? How many? How many? How many? I'm just asking. I have never in my whole entire life, I've been born on this earth for 31 years. For 31 whole motherfucking years. I never, ever heard of an all black jury. It ain't even happened. But there's no such thing as systemic racism. But you can hear about the all, all white jury stuff, huh? What happened to the all black ones? You know? Was there even an all black jury one time? Oh, I know why. Because, you see, a judge will immediately shoot that shit down. But when it comes to an all white jury, <laughs> they'll love it. You can go in and keep it. But that doesn't seem weird. That doesn't seem weird. That doesn't seem weird. That's not anywhere near proof of systemic racism. Come on. Come on. You know, it's just, you, you heard so many times. Not just just went through and destroyed a bunch of her argument. And it's ridiculous. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. And it's like he doesn't understand. They don't understand shit. They don't. I'm going to wind up doing a podcast on Thomas Soul, same way I can get here, let you hear some of his statements so I can prove to you that yes, even though he has all this education, he's dumb as shit. Just so he can know, when I say 
you didn't have all the education be done with a bag of rocks, you still can. Because your conservative views are built upon nonsense. And things are not connected to reality because conservatives aren't connected to reality. You heard with this video. You seen. I didn't make this shit. She wants to get rid of free breakfast and lunch for kids and tell black people, man up and do it. Really? 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 How are you gonna do it if you're not gonna have the money? Because see, she's against raising the minimum wage. She's against raising the minimum wage. You're against raising minimum wage. You're against having public schools. And that's the thing. You're against that stuff. And that's the thing. She's against stuff like that. She's against raising minimum wage. This is the same individual who tried to talk good about fucking Hitler and tried to talk, tell black people you should vote for Republicans. The reason why black people don't vote for Republicans is because we're not stupid enough to vote for them. Why we vote for people who are strictly against us? Again, I keep saying it. White supremacists in the KKK vote exclusively for Republicans. So why the fuck would we do? Simple as that. Well, that's going to be it for today, for this episode. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and of course, share the podcast. Support me if you like. It definitely will help me out as well. Later, guys.